Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I am Dan. I guess I'm still Nick. You're still Nick. I'm still here. Yeah. We yeah. are broadcasting live from a small house adjacent to the Mount Sai Pub. <laughs> yeah, they opened today. And so we already had this scheduled and we're like, well, I don't want to not, not go to the bar. Yeah. But that sounds... It that felt sounds like the right good. thing to do. It, it, it did sound like the right... felt like the right thing. Yeah. I like this house. I want to live here. <laughs> this is a really great setup. I'm sure I wouldn't when they were having bands and things playing in the back of the bar, but I like this house. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, we're still brought to you by Drivers Club. We're just not there this evening. Uh, and Haggerty, Carter Subaru, Avance, and an in-kind America's Automotive Trust. But... And? I was going to say Grail's Garage. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but... Make sure you use our code RCS10, 10% off at griotsgarage.com or in the store. Just tell them you're with Rain City Supercars or RCS10 and he'll give you that 10% discount. Wow. I, yeah. didn't, even, I didn't know you could do it in the store. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You just tell them. So good stuff. It's, it is good stuff. Yeah. I cleaned the interior of the truck tonight yeah. with their interior cleaner and it smells amazing. <laughs> I love the smell of their stuff. <laughs> I know. I have a cabinet in the garage and it has made my whole garage. <laughs> I just left it open because it makes the garage smell really good. <laughs> I got the Subaru back. Yay! Randomly. I, they, they told me I wasn't going to, and I got it back. I haven't even had a chance to like really inspect it, but again, it came from Queen City, so yeah, you know, I'm not good. really worried about it, but um, that was not a fun experience. <laughs> Queen City aside, everything else was not a fun experience, and driving that tank around was not fun. It was an it's, Infinity, what was it? QX80. The full-size rental it's, car of your dreams. It's as big <laughs> as you can get for an Infinity, and and then getting back into my car and like like... I, and then I went to change lanes, and I and like the way I'm used to change lanes in the QX is a little bit more force, and the Subaru like whoosh. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad to have it back. But to, and it, it I briefly looked at it, but it it looks good as always. I'm not surprised. But uh, what an endeavor. Yeah. You know it's interesting, and this is not the the tip of the day, but I found out something. I went in my my Geico insurance is about to renew, mm-hmm. and I went in and this is something we've talked about you should do. I went in and looked at what my policy had on it, what I was being charged. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm about, it, with the Subaru in my driving history, it's about 600 bucks a month, which is pretty good. A and year, a not year. a month. <laughs> no, 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 a month. I mean, it's, 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 it's 1200 bucks a year. Oh, every six months. Then. Every six months. Yeah. I was going to say, so. you have the world's worst insurance if you're paying $600 a month. Yeah, correct. You're like a correct, double DUI sorry. driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't have any of those. <laughs> but I noticed on the bottom there, it, they were charging me $16 a month for this thing, basically it said if my car broke down, it would pay for it. But it was it was if your car was under 15,000 miles and within uh-huh. 15 months of new, which as of like uh, in a couple of days, my car is going to be two years old and has 15,500 miles on it. So I kind of I went in there and took that off and saved me a bunch of money you know, per month, which is kind of nice. So if you haven't looked at your policy, go and look at that because it's stuff that they put on there when I bought the car new, which was good. And, you know, I'm glad I went to look at it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I insured the monkeys this week, so you can imagine. How much did that cost? Two weeks, yeah. So it was a, you know, arm and a leg there. Uh, monkey leg? Monkey leg. Monkey leg? Yeah, it's $19 for both bikes. Annually? Uh, a month, but a I month. got a six-month discount, so I don't remember okay. what it was. It was like less than 15 bucks a month so or 16 bucks a month. you're paying like 15 bucks a month for both bikes. <laughs> per bike? Or, or no, eight? total. Wow. Both. <laughs> okay. Good to know. I It makes a lot of sense to commute on a very small motorcycle. I mean, not from the drivers around here perspective, which is not what I'm using it for because I would die with the way people text and drive around here, but it is still fun to ride. I had a plan. I knew how I was going to get my monkey, and it, it totally backfired on me. It's going to work. I'll, I'm going to figure it out, but like I said, it, as far as, you know, I'm, I got I to gotta find one, and I'm noticing what you said, like, the fact that they're now not making monkeys anymore, the prices are really starting to rise. So Yeah, I don't want to give our listeners too much of a tip because you still need one, but yeah. uh, if you want a monkey, now is the time to get one because yep. they're going to get real expensive real soon. Yep. And if, you, if if anybody has a monkey and wants, I don't know, a kidney, um, call me. <laughs> they don't go for what they used to, the kidneys, not the monkeys. I, it's got to be worth at least a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody's got five grand, yeah. you can get a kidney. Yeah. And uh, we just want a monkey. Yep. Another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to jump right into our Carter Subaru tip of the week. So uh, an easy one. What are the advantages of a cam belt versus a timing chain? Uh, they do the same thing, exactly. There's you have They both drive your cams. They both control your timing. They're all... I'm going to give the answer. You and I haven't talked about this, but in my mind, right off the bat, I would think that a timing chain would stretch less than a timing belt. Right. So that's the main advantage of the timing chain is that it is far more robust, unless you have an Audi 4.2 V8 in which it's a ticking time bomb because that was a really stupid design on Audi that they should recall, and they're not owning up to that, and I'm still mad at them for it because it's a very expensive engine out service. Tell me how you really feel. Uh, there's just some things manufacturers do that they should take the blame for. Like, hey, this was a really bad design. We should fix it. Uh Good job, Audi. Anyway, yeah. I'm shopping for an Audi. But, 
but not that one. <laughs> um, but belts are far quieter. That's really the main thing. Um, less expensive to produce. They're basically, that's really what it comes down to though. Are they quieter? No, a lot of really, really quiet, nice cars have timing chains in them, and they're far more reliable with the except that one exception. And a chain doesn't seem to squeal when there's something wrong either, does it? Like a belt will? Like well, your timing belt typically doesn't squeal. It just comes apart and destroys your motor. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, the timing chain, typically you have to replace the guides at a service interval, which is usually, if it's designed right, uh, you just, it's literally like two bolts. You put the guide, uh, the tensioner back in, and it's a very simple thing to, to service. Is that a piece of plastic? or an, uh, yeah, yeah, so the guide, there's internal guides that are like uh, like a very strong composite plastic. They're more yeah. of like, I forget what the term, it's not Delrin, but it reminds me of like what a skateboard wheel is like. I always look at that and think like the chain's driving over that. That's got to create sh- pieces that are going to get stuck somewhere, but. Well, it's lubricated by the engine oil. And so yeah, therefore uh, it, it should remain, if you don't run your car out of oil, that's another side effect of running a car out of oil is that <laughs> should, that should stay lubricated and it should last a very, very, very long time. And performance motors as well as non-performance motors use timing chains. So the S2000 is a great example of that. But belts are lighter, and they don't make any noise, and they're far cheaper to put in. So they both – I still think the timing chain overall is the better way to go. There's a lot of good timing chain motors out there that are high-performance motors that require far less work and are far less worrisome at 100,000 miles. It's not just the mileage usually that kills timing belts, though. It's usually the age. There is an age interval for timing belts, and this is an extremely important thing to remember. Oh, I've only got 50,000 miles on my 10-year-old car. Your timing belt is ready to snap and like destroy your motor with 50,000 miles on it because it's so old. And it's uh, they're typically like a, a mix of a, a Kevlar fiber with rubber. So they're pretty strong, but they can snap, and I've seen them snap, and it will take out all your valves typically when they do. Ouch. Yeah. The other configuration, which I'm just going to mention here, is, is cam timing gears. So... They're super loud, which is why you don't hear them a lot. Those are really loud. Personally, I love the sound. Cam gears or uh, timing gears like they have in the Honda uh, RBT-1000R, which is the RC51, is one of my favorite sounding motors in the world. And they it's a performance application. Really cool, but really not very practical for a passenger car. Like You're going to hear it from Milo. You know what a, ge- <laughs> a, a gear a cam, gear-driven cam sound like. Love it, but yeah, not exactly the best for passenger cars, but very cool. Fair same. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah, that's your that's your Carter Super Tip of the Week. Chains versus belts. Yeah. Chains are typically better. One keeps your pants up, one keeps the motorcycle running. Got right. it. <laughs> Note to self. All right. Well, it's just us today. Uh we had a guest, but they had to they couldn't make it the last minute. Um Yeah. But we have a lot to talk about because a lot happened. It has been an interesting automotive week, I will say that. I think one of the first things on our list is the locals, and and Dan and I sort of talked about this but then didn't talk about this, was Shelby SSC. Yeah. Out of the Tri-Cities, who had, if you don't know, back in, I think it was October, they went out, they set a record, supposedly for like 313 miles an hour. They didn't set a record. record. (laughs) People went in and looked at the video. Uh, One of the the small things that gave them away is the fact that at at top speed, there was a helicopter flying next to them that can only fly 170 miles an hour, but it happened to all of a sudden fly 313 miles an hour. I'm going to sure bet that probably closely translates to kilometers. You know, I don't don't know, but it's... uh, it, no, that that was one of the things. The helicopter was keeping up, and, and it couldn't have been keeping up with the... the That's what I mean. It's like they weren't going 300 and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles well, per hour doing If you look into it, there's a whole thing. And, I mean, there were YouTubers yeah. involved with this, but they went back out in Florida, I think a couple days ago. I mean, probably a week and a half after this will come out. Mm-hmm. But... Um, and they 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 got... I think going one way was 273... Uh, let's see here. Uh, two... What is this? 279.7 go in one direction and 286.1 go in the other for an average of 282.9, 283 we'll give them. Still the fastest car in the world. And people said that even there, and they, and they, did, they had all the, they had everybody there that they needed to have there. Mm-hmm. They did it on a runway down in, in uh, Florida, something that I think belongs to the space shuttles and things like that. Um, and they said when they went past the last point that there, the car had a lot more in it. So I, I think the car is, is going to be able to do more than that. But it's just a matter of finding a road that will. But it's kind of cool that this car that we, we well, we saw the initial body like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But And the really cool thing about this is is you is there all, all the photos you'll see that's the back black SSC Tuatara. Tu- 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 yeah, I think it's that. 
and and th- I don't know how this guy did this, but I get it. The guy that owns the car is the first customer car, and he's the one that's driving it. He's the only one that's allowed to drive it. So he's the one breaking the record too, which is kind of cool. It's Jared Shelby, if you don't know, owns the company. Not any, not any no relation to Shelby Ford, Shelby Mustang, yeah. that guy. Yeah. That's why it's called Shelby Super no. uh, SSC. So, um, it, it's just a cool Washington thing more than anything. But yeah. um, yeah, I don't really care about top speed records, but yeah, yes. <laughs> well, and I think that I'm pretty sure that that Bugatti Chiron Pure Sport. They're, they're not producing yet, we'll do 300. Yeah. And be, but because it's not being produced, it's not technically the fastest production car, all that fun stuff. So yeah. who knows? I mean, it's uh, at a certain point, we're going to run out. We're not going to, I mean, cars will always go faster. They're going to find a way. But it's finding a road that's going to be, and it's funny because the one place you can really do it is on the is on the loop that Bugatti has, but obviously Bugatti's not going to let anybody else get on their track to uh, break the record. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of insanely fast, awesome cars, mm-hmm. we have another one that just came out this week, which you guys should go take a look at. The Koenigsegg Gemera. Is that, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Gemera, Gemera. I'm sure it's Gemera I, or something. It made its Northwest or it's, it's North World American de- debut. debut. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, there is a group of, of Koenigsegg owners that are in California and they have created this really cool garage. You can find it on you, but I mean, and it's a place for them to all park their cars and it's a place for Koenigsegg to kind of work out of. And there's a giant ghost in the middle of the driveway of the ghost squad, but this what the interesting thing about this car is it's four doors. It's 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 well not four doors. It's four seats. It's four seats. The doors are seven feet long. Yes, and they are reverse butterfly. Standard Koenigsegg doors. Seventeen hundred yeah. horsepower. I think they, I think they go backwards. Yeah, they go backwards. I mean, it's the standard design, but other direction. I if think. this is how you get to dinner fast. Yeah, I was looking at the thing online today. It's actually really attractive. Yeah. It's a very good-looking car. car. Uh, until I saw all the exposed carbon, and I'm like, well, I hope you wear, like, shearling socks and never shoes, because <laughs> everything is, like, one-off suede and dry carbon. I'd be afraid to get in the car. Well, it's like these guys, like, uh, Manny Koshman, who does has a wonderful YouTube channel, if you have, don't know. He bought this. He has a Hermes. He has the one-of-one one Hermes Bugatti Chiron, and everything is inside his, uh, his Hermes white. And I'm like, how do you sit in it in jeans or shoes? These these specs, but yeah, like you're right. Those car, this car is incredible. But I think the price tags one almost two point something million dollars for a two door or for a two door four seater. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's I had cool, stupid, if I had stupid money, <sighs> really, I, I love I love Koenigseggs. I've always oh, no, loved I love Koenigseggs. Don't yeah. be wrong, but so. it's still one of those things where I don't know. I guess I'd have to be in the uh, you know nine figure income bracket sure. for for that to be a thing i'd be like yeah i'm gonna do that but that's literally where i think i'd have to be are, for are you to... talking about the three comma club dan <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just yeah yeah should have bought more gme stock <laughs> <laughs> i have had you know what i was laughing because i was at my parents house last night and we were looking at like the the most watched movies on on like apple right now the big short Oh, <laughs> so I have a friend of mine who bought into that. I've been laughing. Uh, she's been sending me daily updates. She's like, I made 21000 today. Next day, I lost 18000 today. And she doesn't care. She bought in for like 300 bucks. We have several friends <laughs> yeah, that, that bought the, into that. Yeah, yeah they're just, so. it's kind of a joke that they're just like, I'm just watching this roller coaster ride. Yeah. This teaches you not, you know, they always said that the, the nerds of high school will run the world. Um, the nerds just stepped up and showed you how much power they have. Yeah, so. big time. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so in other news, I... So this is published on Jalopnik today. Apparently, sorry about my chair here. I'm gonna have to fix that noise. Dan's not I'm sitting not on a chair. Move. Those are his bones. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm just old. Yeah. Uh, Lexus is apparently doing a full model redesign finally because someone I don't know looked at sales figures. <laughs> like the, everything's getting redesigned. Yeah. Oh, so Lexus okay. has been on a sinking ship. They had one of their worst years ever last year, uh, and which is not a, it, people can say whatever they want, but dealerships actually had this, one of their best years ever in oh, 2020. Yeah. COVID was like. What uh, had like a month decline, and then dealership sales went through the roof for everybody. If you're in the car all, industry, you're making money. We all sat at home and went like, "I want something new." And yeah, then we had the time to Bronco, research. Bronco, Bronco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. We'll talk to that about that in a second. Yeah. But um, yeah, so apparently Lexus is under new leadership and doing a complete model redesign because somebody realized all their models suck. Uh, hmm. And I like the LC500. Mm-hmm. That's where that ends. I don't like anything else, and I think I was not alone in that boot. I don't mind the what's what's the Land Cruiser size, the GX. Yeah, that's the the LX. LX five seventy or whatever. Well, they discontinued it last year. But I'm saying I liked. I oh liked yeah, I liked that, it. I liked that car. Yeah, yeah okay, or that SUV or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like the SUV. They never advertised it, so huh? I wonder why the sales tanked. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. But you can look forward to that. Lexus maybe might bring out something that people would look at. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I think we're going to see a bunch of really cool designs that are going to come out of Lexus, which yeah, they Lexus, make good Lexus is famous for. Their concepts are incredible. 
but when things hit the street, it it's just it it gets dumbed down. And then that's why I think that Lexus, as much as the the sales aren't good, they've sort of taken over the old person Cadillac driving. Yeah, I think they, they have replaced Cadillac. Yeah. And I think they're kind of heading to the same fate. I think the uh, if they're playing the market right, they'll probably just make whatever they can that looks as close to an Audi as possible because that's kind of what the in thing to do is. It's like, let's make the most generic thing with LED trim that looks like a, an Audi now. Well, they they already have giant front grills, so they should just hire the guy from BMW who's been designing the new 4 Series and 3 Series. <laughs> that it's like, hey, how much grill material do we have? Let's put it all on there. What did they call those grills? I don't know. The kid, they're kidney grills. They're like, the classic BMW kidney grills, but now they're big enough to be Tyrannosaurus Rex They're like Rex sternum kidneys. grills yeah, now. Yeah, they're sternum <laughs> grills. Yeah, it's like, you know. I, just, I don't know. On that. Yeah. I, I'm hoping maybe they'll come out with something nice. But like I said, the LC500 is the only thing I thought that even remotely looked nice from Lexus. Everything else has been like a decent car, but not one anybody would really want to own. And if we're hearing about it now, it's got this has got to be in the works for a while because in order for them to really retool everything yep. and get this out, that's going to be tough. So I'll be interested to see what happens, um, but I'm not optimistic. Yeah. All right. Let's take our first break. Uh, we'll be right back with more automotive news for the week. We'll be right back. We spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Still in a small house next to a bar. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Audis and redesigns, we've been doing a little research for a friend in Canada. Yeah. So, um, Good topic. Yeah. It's actually kind of interesting. And, and we welcome, while we tell this story, I, I welcome uh, opinions from people to, to talk about this. Also, you're gonna, we're going to be talking about a friend of ours who's looking to sell their car. So if it sounds like something you like, tell us. But as funny as it is, uh, a gym buddy of my dad's and me, who used to, we used to lift weights together in Spokane, has a lovely, lovely girlfriend who has a 2020 Audi R8 Spider. Really nicely optioned. Oh, beautifully it's basically optioned. An R, it's basically a Spider V10 Plus without the Plus. Without the Plus. And so it's basically no carbon ceramics, but everything else. And and part of this deal is the fact that if you live in Canada and you are, are, are in the same domicile with somebody... And even though they're not driving your car, the insurance rates affect you, as funny as it is. So, yeah. um, and my, my good friend has had some issues. None of them that are actually his fault, but he's had some issues. And so <laughs> they've got this car. They're not driving it. It has less than 500 miles on it. She bought it as a, as a fun car, they, and they live up in Canada. So right now, it's, it, part of the reason it only has 500 miles on it is because it's, le- it's a year old, and they live in Canada where you can't drive this car year-round. It's, I mean, and, you know, it's... They're in it's, Calgary. For I'm the sorry, record. Calgary. Sorry, yeah. in Calgary. And so... I, I initially got the, the, the kind of report from him, and he said, what do you think about this? And, I, and he sent me all the, all the specs on it. And, and it's funny because after last week's episode, I was telling him, like, okay, this is what you need to do. I need photos of every single angle, every wear angle. I need to know what's been done to the car as far as mileage. Did you spec it? Did you order it? Are there clear, is there clear bra? Everything. And it is. It's been spec'd right. Full PPF. The full whole PPF. Car. The yeah. whole car is PPF. It's a really nice car. But the fact of the matter is, you're looking at a car that you paid two what two twenty eight two twenty eight Canadian, which is one hundred and eighty U S dollars, which is one hundred eighty thousand, which yeah. is a good price actually for an R eight that spec, uh, not overpriced. So it's a little. There's a bunch of dealer add-ons up there. I was a little surprised at, but they seem pretty normal as I did yeah. my research. And then I did some market research to see like what do these even sell for? Because in Canada, there's you think Canada, you think, well, there's a lot of money in Canada, especially mm-hmm. in Vancouver, um, Toronto, Montreal. Like, There's really, really high-end money down there, especially Vancouver. Really good market for those, but not in Calgary. Calgary is mainly fueled by oil, and with that pipeline cancellation, there's a whole lot of people up there with a lot of money not really looking to spend it right now. There's about two other R8s on the market that even come close to competing. Some earlier ones, the, the previous generation, but that's not really a fair market comparison. So the average on those was about 170 to 180k for a used one. There's only two on the market I could find with a thousand within a thousand kilometers. So huge stretch, but there's none of them. The right person looking though is probably like me, where if I'm looking for a used R8, I'm not looking to like, I'm not going to spend the extra sixty thousand. I'm just going to find a seventeen that somebody's barely used for four thousand miles because believe it or not, four hundred and four thousand isn't really big of a difference. Well, and because between the, the difference between a seventeen and a twenty, like the twenty's got a new, a, 
a little bit different front end. That's yeah, it's about a, it, right? It's a facelift model and CarPlay is standard, but it can be activated on the old cars. So unless yeah. you're really attached to Apple products and CarPlay, which even then that's like a $500 install by a dealer. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I've talked to some of our friends about this and people are like, why are they selling this car? It's like, it, it, doesn't, fit the, it doesn't fit what they need anymore, mm-hmm. basically. And it's sitting there and the, you've got this beautiful car that you've, sp- you know, that you, that you've spent a lot of time and a lot of money on. But uh, you know, his basic question to me is like, what's it worth? And that was the hard thing because like, like you said, I, I, I initially went on um, Kelly Blue Book just to see and Kelly Blue Book couldn't even give me a number. They, they, they were like, this car's, with the amount of mileage and the spec, it's too new. There's nothing, we can't give you a number. Yeah, so I upped the mileage to, when I did the KBB, I upped the yeah. mileage to 4,000 kilometers versus 400 or 500, just because I couldn't, like you said, I couldn't get a number. And so it was about 190, 94K private party and 184K trade-in. Now, a dealership, even on a KBB trade-in, is going to offer you 10% under that. 10% is a lot on 184,000. That's, you know, that's basically $170,000 trade-in. So, I mean, I guess if you're in the market for a brand new, almost, like, less than demo miles R8, that's, you can get one at a killer deal, but, man, that's a tough sell. That's that's the price of buying new in the exotic world. Like like I was telling you the other day, you can get McLaren 570s that are 220-ish with options for 135K right now that have barely been driven. I've been looking at the MP4-12Cs. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that'd be a great car. You only want a 14 or newer, but yes, it would. No, I know. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have the, I, I don't have the bank right now to do that but i really love that car i've always loved that car like when kevin had when kevin had his i just absolutely loved it so yeah, this, yeah yeah i've yeah i've looked at um not the the 650s yeah because that's really the upgraded that's kind of the sweet spot for somewhat reliable and yeah those are still those are about 135 140 which is seems like a steal for the car getting a lot of car but the, it's the maintenance again that gets you but yeah well the audi wouldn't have that so no i understand and and that's the thing is it's you know it, it this creates somewhat of a conversation because it's, you know, a car is worth what somebody's willing to pay for. Yep. And there are those people out there and, and they're outside the car world, so they won't listen to this, but that are going to go, Oh, yep. I want a new Audi. I'm, I'll buy that. And I'm getting a good deal. And you know, which you would, I mean, you're, you're getting a car that has barely broken in, but it's, it's a matter of, of basically yeah, where the car is. And cause like I had told him, I was like, consignment's going to be your best bet. And I, and I don't think they want to consign. They're not in a rush. Like, this is not a, an emergency sale. They're going, hey, we've got this asset. It's not, we're not doing anything with it. There's no reason to have it sit here unless. Yeah, thinking through it today when you asked me about it, I would consign it in Vancouver. That would be where I would go. That's the closest to Calgary probably in, with the most money in the market. And, and Vancouver has a hot exotic market. So. Well, and the funny thing is, is I came across the, um, um, the what I suggested was, uh, what was the name of it? There's a dealer in Kelowna. Yeah, and they're huge. And yeah. the reason I found out about them, and again, everybody knows that I'm a big, I, I, I do a ton of automotive news through through YouTube, and the, is Daily Driven Exotis has done business with them. A bunch of people have done business with them. And they seem to be a pretty upstanding uh, yeah. place. But and, and I didn't realize the amount of money that's in Kelowna, <laughs> which is a ton. So... It, it, well, you've got Area 27 right there, which is one of the most expensive tracks in North America. Really nice one, too. Um, and that's right across the border in Soyuz, technically. But Kelowna is just yeah. north of that. So, You you don't you, you think, you go across the border and you think they're just all people that ride mooses and, you know, log. And, you know, that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, tell us what you think. What do you think? I'm uh, curious. Yeah, I'm, curi- I, I'm curious to see what people think. Because this market is so interesting down here in the fact that I feel like being in the Seattle area, and we know a lot of people that like that own these cars that drive them. Yeah. And they're driving them every day. I would say take a 20% hit, and then that's probably where you're, you're going to end up. That's tough. And in one year, I mean, it is what it is. It's not, you know, yeah. they're going to do what they're going to want to do, but uh, it's tough. Beat some McLaren depreciation, I guess, which is right? like 30% as soon as you roll off the lot. But I think it's before you roll off the lot, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, true. you signed that? We'll buy it back for you at 30% less. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm, uh, speaking of the Broncos earlier. Mm. Did you see? So we 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 joke, but the uh, the, uh, the the accessories are coming because I don't know I don't know how businesses like Lund stay in business. Like they don't make they make worthless products. They don't make bad quality products. They just have no purpose. Like but you're buying cheap, and therefore you're buying multiple. I guess. I, I guess. I, I'm laughing because like we knew we were excited for the Bronco aftermarket accessories. I think that's going to be a great thing. <laughs> I was excited. Let's back this up. I was excited with Ford teaming up with high-end aftermarket stuff like Warren and Yakima and pl- places like that that you could get through <laughs> your Ford dealership and it would be on the car when you got it. But yeah, yeah, they went the Corvette route on some of this stuff, though, which is how much tacked-on crap can you put on your Bronco? 
If anybody wants to laugh, look at the Lund accessories for the Ford Bronco. It's everything you can plastic you can stick on a vehicle. I just and the funny thing is, people you can't get Broncos right now. Yeah, the sports are the sports are actually starting to show up on dealerships, which makes sense to me because yeah, they crank those things out like you wouldn't believe, and and every house mom will trade in their their the, Ford Explode, Expedition or Explorer for that. So yeah, the commuter Bronco versus the off road Bronco. I don't think we're gonna. I mean, somebody there's there's rumors that people are seeing them on the road. I haven't. And I don't believe that. So I've seen. Well, like I said, I saw the test mule, but it was clearly a test mule. Yeah, that and is that's not my a thing. production Bronco. I think people are seeing test mules that aren't in camo anymore, and they're going, "Oh, I'm seeing them on the road." Like, yeah, I don't think you are. So, well, they're hard to miss when you see one. So yeah. I can see the reports going up because it's you know the closest you can get to it right now, and, and I and I have it from a, a good source. I haven't found one yet. Uh, Hot Wheels now has one, so go find. Oh, it. it's yeah, go find that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Speaking of, you've got to get that back fixed. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of uh, crappy products, I was talking with a friend the other day who was looking at racing simulators. And okay. <laughs> racing simulators for like Xbox. Not like full-blown sit-in at racing simulator, but I have found a weird trend over the years. Have you noticed that the nicer and more expensive they get, the less they work? Oh, yeah. Well, because the more breaks too, but yeah, I mean. But uh, the compatibility-wise, mm-hmm. like I have noticed that when I have, I used to refer to people like, okay, if you want like the, the best, you know, the force feedback, the most lifelike, you want to go fan attack or something like that. Yeah, those have never worked properly for me for more than like a sitting period. And I've tried. I have one in my garage. You need to do the route where you take your Lamborghini Aventador and you put, you turn the windshield into a screen and then you put the setup. No, Uh, you're right. No, it's, I mean, you think about the, the, the classic stuff that when we were, like you bolted it to the table and you put the pedals on the floor and they were plastic and they worked, it worked okay. Yeah. Like when the first, some of the first Forzas. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But but the thing is, is you just plugged it in and it worked. Yep. It seems like with the the more of these I've tried, and I feel like this is making me old. But then I got younger. I started talking <laughs> to like my younger friends to make sure I wasn't just old and naive. But yeah, they pretty much suck. I don't know why that is, and it's been that way for a long, long time. So back before driving simulators were a thing, you had flight simulators, and you had Thrustmaster oh. and gaming cards. I mean, we're talking way back. Yeah. I'm, I'm that old. We both are. But they were paying. Thanks for throwing me that. Yeah. In there. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> But they were a pain in the ass to set up, and then you finally got uh, USB, an actual plug-and-play that worked versus plug-and-pray, we used to call it. But, it's, okay. but it seems like racing controllers are in that same market now, where it's like the nicer they get, the more options they have, the less they actually work. If you get something like a standard Logitech, which is still not cheap, don't get me wrong, a nice Logitech controller is going to run you, uh, I've seen them as high as like five, 600 bucks for like a full setup, and they work great. But when you get into like the real hardcore racing sim stuff, practically you need a support person at your desk. Well, I will say this. There is one racing simulator that you and I have had access to, and I've never... It's worked once, right, once. Yeah. One time. And it's incredibly it's incredibly expensive. It's high-end. It's hard to set up. It doesn't ever want to connect. Multiple friends of ours have tried to work on it, and it still doesn't... Yeah, and different... Well, same product twice. It's been replaced. Yeah. That's one example I'm thinking of, but most of the time, I've seen them... It's like it's Italian... That is that is a, a, a that stigma a stigma of the fact that like it's funny because Ferraris and Lamborghinis are beautiful but they and they run great one day but they will not run great the next day. The Audi the Audi Lambos work great. Ferraris yeah. got a lot better when they have when they have rings on them they work great but when the minute they put a bowl <laughs> on them they tend to not. But it's I don't know I think I think you, there's something there and I feel like for the price you're paying like. You should, they, they should come, they should set up in your house, and there should never be an issue. I mean, software issues are one thing. That happens. But, like, some of these simulators, if you've looked at them, I mean, they are fully working suspension. They're fully yeah. working pistons to make the, uh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. My point with all this was saying, though, if you're going to get into this, it might behoove you to start simple. And simple can still be four, 500 bucks with, like, a Logitech setup, but it might actually work better for you. So that's my two senses I've been playing with this. That's what I wanted to leave off with that. Speaking of Italian quality, oh, uh, God, <laughs> how's the Maserati saga? Last, last week, I paid the listeners. It had a bit of a coolant issue. So, <laughs> we talked about the coolant issue and the fact that I put water in it, and yeah. several people sent me uh, 
comments like, oh, why would you put water in there? You know, because the car... It's going to blow up. The car has never been anywhere. For, it hasn't frozen, things like that. So I took it into Authentic Motor Cars, uh, our good friend Shannon Lowe and, and those guys at Authentic, uh, who, by the way, have half a shop right now because um, the yeah. the train that nobody's going to ride. Um, the homeless and, will love it. It'll be free so for them. And so we found out that there is a fault in these the reservoir. Like, uh, it's, it's so funny because that is a part in all cars that seems to fa- the fail. Like, the Subaru has already failed and been fixed. The reservoirs, yeah. they, they, they're two pieces. They, they seal together. Crack. Yeah. They crack. But the problem, like I told you before, is we could not find any coolant anywhere. Like, it wasn't sitting on the ground. It wasn't, you know. So I had taken it out after we had the issue, and it hadn't been fixed, and I put water in it. It was a cool day. It was raining. Went out to the peninsula, took a, a wonderful drive, and was not viciously – I wasn't viciously driving the car, but I was having fun, but, but it was wet and it was cold, and so I was only doing like 35 miles an hour. But there were certain sections where like water was coming over the road, and I wasn't hitting it hard, and I didn't really think much about it. So I get a call from, from our guy, and he's like, well – I, I upgraded your battery, which which we ended up with an Optima battery in there, which would be really nice and, yeah. and high end. And he goes, but I started it up and it's still running, running. And he goes, have you replaced the spark plugs? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I wouldn't because if I touch it, it was, oh, I have the tools and the knowledge and the skill to do it because you and I would do it. I haven't done it. And yeah. it's supposed to be done at like 45, 45,000 miles, which it's... That seems really early for spark plugs, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a bitchy Italian motor from Ferrari. So yeah. he goes, okay, well, well I'm going to pull out the air filters just to check. And <laughs> I sent Dan the photo, and this is a small photo. He goes, when I opened up the air filters, there was straw, sand, and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, straw? Sand I get. Like, I'm, I'm assuming that sand was when I was out driving in the rain, and I probably hit a puddle, and it got sucked up into there the filters which were replaced like uh a year ago were totaled like (laughs) they're just full of crap and so we're hoping this is going to also not easy to get parts right now especially spark plugs or filters so i I mean we're literally overnighting them from japan well no they're they're coming from italy but still it's like i mean he sent me this and i sent it to dan dan's like that's not bad i'm like no 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 he took straw like bales of straw out of the uh all i can think of is the fields in oregon on the rallies where there's that stuff driving through a field i mean not through the field no but i'm uh, you're talking about when we lost sierra and all that back up up in that that when it was smoke field yes but also the fields out by napa yeah all those fields going to the wineries there that we yeah. cruise through. Like, there's all that stuff everywhere. It, it, it's just, I mean, those cars, even though that car's not that low and, and sleek, but it's it, you still suck everything up off the ground. They're, it's still, the coolest air has always been, is supposed to be down near the ground, which, yeah. depending on hot day or whatever. Don't, don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, but it's just been interesting in the fact that he said both, both, uh, so that's got dual intakes. Dual intakes, one on each side or in front yeah. of the front and wheels. And they were both full of sand <laughs> and dirt. And, which you're, you should check that. It, that is, I mean, that's an, not a Carter, Carter Subaru tip of the day, but you should check that like once a month, pop it, look at your filter, just vacuum it out because that's well, what once it's. A month, once a month is probably a little excessive, but, but after a rally, saying, like, after yeah, a rally or a run. It doesn't yeah. hurt. Like while, yeah. while you're cleaning the engine compartment, pop, pop the compartment, look at it, vacuum it out. Cause that's what that compartment's for. It's supposed to stop that stuff. But so we'll see. Like I said, the parts <laughs> have yet to come in. So hopefully, and, I, and he goes, what's well, running a real, real rough. And I'm thinking, well, if it needs spark plugs and it can't get air, there's probably, I'm hoping that's the reason. Yeah, I hope so as well. It was funny. Cause we went in there and you know, it's the company is still own or the co- the company still owns the car. He's like, well, I think the reservoir. He's, he's like, but it, if we have to if we have to explore uh, farther, it could go into the block. And my dad about had a seizure heart attack. And he's like, what do you mean a cracked block? Or like, and I'm like, dad, if we had a cracked block, we'd know it. Like, there's yeah. <laughs> there are some some sounds and some noises that we would know. But yeah, it's typical. But I'm, it's funny because I'm starting to do my research, and, and a lot of those cars, those Maseratis, those first gen Maserati Ghiblis were are starting to come back on the market and they're starting to have transmission issues around 80,000 to 100,000 miles. So we'll see. I'm not putting a transmission in that car. Yeah, no. So, yeah. That's just a, a <laughs> quick trade and call yeah. it a Oh, day. yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, other news. Yeah. T- new Top Gear America started. Horrible. Absolutely, <laughs> totally fucking horrible. I love Dak Shepard. I will always love Dak Shepard. He, he's the only crowning effect. The guy from, on, uh, from uh, the Baller Show... Rob Cowdery. Oh, is that his I name? like him as a person, but he does. It Cod- doesn't Cordry. work. Rob Cordry. And who is the British guy? He's some race car driver, Jethro Bovingdon, which yeah, is but hilarious. Technically, name for you a- and I are some race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> He's done a bunch of stuff with Motor Trend TV, head to head. He's done a bunch of Motor Trend stuff, but uh, just okay. I like the second, second episode way better than the first. Okay, um, and it's just it didn't. It was like they tried to do some funny stuff, and then they it didn't really work. Well, if you and- remember the last Top Gear America, yeah. Like they all seem to get 
good the last three episodes. I'll tell you, as far as America goes, Re, uh, Rutledge Wood and uh, yeah, that was the, they got they had those a, guys did yeah. a good job. They like, didn't at first though. If you watch the early episodes, it was awful. It's okay, like listen to our podcast on our early episodes. They were fabulous. <laughs> I mean, you know, we we just recently got our, our first groupie. It's like she's just like following us around and stuff, but it's weird. <laughs> Mountain bike women, right? Um, so. <laughs> I don't know. I just I haven't watched the second episode yet. Second episode way I better. The first episode was horrible. It's about overlanding. I love Dax Shepard. Uh, the show's too short. It doesn't have enough budget. And I laugh because he makes constant jokes about Kristen Bell because he's like, yeah, we can't afford my wife. Yeah, <laughs> can't even afford my wife on the show. If if you but. don't know about Dax Shepard, first of all, everybody kind of knows who he is. He's a huge car guy. Yeah, he raced and if you for really want to know about yeah. his cars, which he talked about, watch the movie Hit the, and Run. Hit and Run. Go f- watch Hit and Run. It's a great movie. It's not it's, family friendly, it's but it's family uh, friendly. with Kristen Bell. Uh, it's and almost the cars in the movie are his. Yeah, almost all Especially the cars. Especially the Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, the Lincoln's yeah. his. The so, yeah, the Cadillac was his. Even great. though what's and his Tom name? Arnold is absolutely hilarious in that movie. So yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's a lot yeah. of really good stars in that movie, and it's really funny. It's a little, so. it's a little sleeper car hit. If you haven't seen Hit and Run, it's yeah. Great. But I just okay, I haven't seen the second episode yet. But I thought the first episode was it was. I mean, I have ADHD, and when I watch those things at night, even if I can't follow it, and I'm still like squirrel, the, it just doesn't make sense. It's they're too short. If you okay. look at Top Gear UK, they're an hour, and the, and they give them some chance. Which hit, Top Gear UK and Grand Tour are not all hits. Like they have some pretty lousy scripted episodes. When they overscript anything, it's bad. Yeah, and I don't think they need to with Dax. Um, no, I don't really. The other two guys go away. I'm fine with it. But this is really you can tell Dax loves doing this compared to the other guys. Like this is, I think he could he would do it for free. He loves it so much, so that shows. I don't. I just don't understand the idea of not having three people that are car people. Yeah, like I understand Dax is definitely and, and the race car, but the other guy, I just I like Condry. He's I like him in Hot Time Machine. Funny. He's funny. In hot, in, exactly, he's funny. I think he's a little out of his element, but I think he can grow into it. But yeah, yeah. there's there's got to be more more out there in the pool. There's just something. Like, it, it's funny because it rubbed me wrong when he's sitting there driving the GT3. He's like, "Well, my daily driver's a 911," and I'm like, "So you own a Porsche and you're driving another Porsche? You're a." <laughs> no. It's an S too. His daily yeah, driver's an like, S. I was like, "Come on, like your car is as close to a GT3." I mean, uh, whatever. So. I, it was funny because you messaged me about that, and I was like, um, "No, it was horrible." So it was it was actually funny. Dan and I were making up this document, and we were typing notes at the same time. And he's like, "Top Gear, the new one," and I'm like, and I typed it in at the same time. I'm like, it sucks. It sucks. And he's like, "No, you haven't seen the second episode." I was like, so, "Episode two was better." Yeah. So it's, uh, but I mean, I'm I'm hoping you know I want it to be good because nobody gives us enough credit over in America for all of our crap. But you know, we've got some, we've got cool stuff though. I would love you know what I who I would love to see on that show, Pastrana. I think he yeah. would make an awesome host because he's insane. <laughs> yeah. I and not agree. in the like crazy do drugs way, but in the crazy, hey, let's jump it over the Grand Canyon way. Oh, I think he does drugs, but mostly because he broke every bone in his body. Now, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's doing but, it for pleasure just yeah. to survive. Tell you. <laughs> it's, it, I don't know. We'll see. I, mean, I will hold, hold judgment, but I, was, I, I watched the first episode and was like, mm. <laughs> so yeah. I was, I just am not, you know, again. If I wasn't us <laughs> and I watched that, I'd probably go, yeah, it's not bad. But I'm a little, you know, we're jaded. Yeah. So. We are a little jaded. I, I don't know. I'm just happy to see any more car show. We need more, we need more car culture because we need it to grow. So I want to tell you, you know, you've always been had the first place in my mind is somebody who has no attachment to cars. But somebody else took the, took the trophy yesterday when they traded in their brand new Corvette. What the hell, Brian? I know. What the hell? Like 5,200 miles. And I, I think what happened is it must have been parked outside at his work because he works at the at, Yeah, at so our, let's leave a previous yeah. guest and our what friend. What the hell, Brian? No. <laughs> Brian Elich, who was yeah. the sales manager for Lee Johnson yeah. uh, in Kirkland there. Bought a brand new 2021 Corvette C8 Stingray. And it was beautiful. High wing. He had and and I think he's put the most miles on a car. He he was starting to rival you even for putting miles on a car. Yeah, I think he had it a month and fifty two hundred miles. miles. Yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming it was Fun sitting miles. outside at the dealership, and somebody came in and said, "I want a Corvette," and he went, "Uh, well, I guess you can have that one." Yeah, I so guess he ended up selling it. Yeah, I knew he loved Camaros yeah. because when he gave when he got rid of his, but he ended up with a one L one L E, which is so, don't get me wrong, he didn't really downgrade, but he just the engine just sort of moved a little bit. Yeah, so. well, yeah, and the one L E, I don't put in the same category as the rest of the Camaros. Yeah, it's the most track. It's a hundred percent track focused car, and Brian loves the track. But come on, man, he's waited for that seat. I was like, Wait, man, you like you've been talking about this car for years. Yeah, and he was so excited. He went down and did, I, think, I don't know if it was part of the dealership or. 
it was part of the fact that he bought the car. He got to go down and do that driving experience. But then, like, just yesterday, it's like, um, and I was laughing because I sent him that video. Did Garoff send you that video about the about the 24 Hours of Le Mans with the, with the Corvette team? No. And the guy won, and he was doing donuts in the smoke, and he didn't let the smoke clear before he drove away, and he ended up driving into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oops. I said that to him. Garoff said that to me. I sent it right to Brian. I was like, you need to see this. So, yeah. Well, I guess congratulations on the new car, Brian. Yeah. Always cool to see somebody, and he uses his cars, so as much as I want to give him crap, he does use them for what they're designed for, so credit to him. You got, if you're going to get a track car, one LE's as hard as you can it. get from Chevy right now. Yeah. So good for him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it makes me laugh, but... I don't know. Uh, I just, yeah. yeah. Last thing I want to talk about before we go into our Avance section is uh, a little fun down at Tacoma. What the hell, Tacoma? Um, so if you guys aren't aware, there's a big street racing problem in Tacoma. Uh, there's a large sting operation involved with multiple police. They've shut down a lot of the street racing. Those idiots have shut down uh, the Tacoma Bridge. They Most of them have been arrested multiple times. I don't know how they sell their licenses. What oh, wait, happened to the old days where we street raced? And when the cops showed up, we all drove away. Right. When did that, when did it start like where the cops show up and you surround the cop and start beating on the cop car? Yeah. And so what the video doesn't show you, I've seen a lot of news stories that cleverly leave this clip out. And I'm all for like, hey, there's bad cops. There's good cops. I think most of them are great. Uh, But in this situation, they literally broke out his rear window and were trying to break into the car with a cop in it. As a result, he and drove... And he was trying to leave the scene to go to another emergency, yes. one that was bigger than this. Yeah, and so, and he ended up hitting, I think, three people in the crowd, sent one of them to the hospital, and everybody's like, I can't believe you do that. I'm like, as opposed to what? Like, shooting through the glass? <laughs> and it's, mean... it's funny, because the article that Dan has, and, and we'll, we'll post the article. Yeah, we should. The article is not really important. The title of the article is very deceiving. It's like cop yeah. car runs over two people. Then you read the comments, and that is my favorite thing. It's like reading the comments from the, the sugar-free gummy bears on Amazon. Like <laughs> those are the best part. Yes. People are like, "Oh, did you forget the part that where they surrounded and broke into the car and they're yelling? You can hear him yelling that we're they're gonna they're gonna kill him and all that." Yeah. And he drives over two people to get the heck out of there to go save somebody else's life. Like, yeah, I, I, I get where the, the, the hate has come from. I understand that there are definitely people who have, have had, had real issues with the police that aren't, and they haven't been justified in their actions. This was not one of them, and it's clear, and it's on video, and I'm, I'm just pissed right now because... If you're going to tell a story, tell the whole story. Don't don't well, fit it to mar- to make your headline better so that you can get more clicks. Like that is exactly what happened here, and it's it's bullshit. And again, again, we're going to re- reemphasize this because Dan and I don't want to be canceled. Um, <laughs> bad things happen. Police do bad things. This is a setup. This yeah. is a hundred percent a setup. Where, watch you the know, video. They watch the. If you go back out and watch watch the video from more than one source. Yeah, watch all of them. There's tons of them because so, everybody had a phone on it. Yeah. And it's, you know, they're, they're beating on the car. And again, when you're street racing and the police show up, you're supposed to run. I'm not encouraging you to run from the police, but you're supposed to. That's what everybody knows. That's what, I mean, for God's sakes, that's the basis of Fast and the Furious. (laughs) (laughs) Cops, 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 man. So yeah, it was just, it's just ridiculous. And I'm really upset by the way it's being handled because this, this cop was like, either stay there and get beat to death. And probably have his and guns used against him. Unless somebody else die at another, at another call. Yeah, unless somebody else die at another call or or try and drive away. And he wasn't, like, aiming toward the crowd. He was just trying to get out of it. Like, this, I just I don't see gin- what He gingerly ran those two people over, I will say that. I, I, I mean, compared to what he could have done as oh, far as... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I was saying, he's held to a higher standard as an officer, and I think he met it. And I'm, and I'm really, like, just sad at the way this is being reported. Like, I... What was he supposed to do? Die? <laughs> and I will say this: it, it's it's disappearing more than than most cases. Like, had this been? Yeah, this but was still. Uh, it's. Uh, I feel bad for the guy. Like he's getting made yeah. into a target, and he clearly didn't deserve it. He just wanted yeah. to like go home <laughs> and yeah. not die. And actually, he wanted to go save somebody else, which is just sad. Anyway, how dare he want to do his job? I know. I it's. I'm with you. It's out of control. Like there's, you know, Dan it, and I don't touch on these type of things because it's it's in this world it's very hard, and you it, yeah. everybody has an opinion, and we understand that. And I'm sure there's somebody that was underneath that cop car that probably has a different opinion. Yeah. Um. But um. <laughs> yeah. I don't this, care. Yeah. No. I just. So, yeah. <sighs> accountability where it's due, but it's just like you know, I don't yeah. know. I don't like the way it was being called out because it's so clear from the video. Like he he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Just didn't want to die. They literally were trying to 
smash into his car. Well, I mean, and, and you know, it's funny because that whole thing happened, and, and my mom has been very news savvy this these last few. She sent me an episode. It's a gentleman that I follow on YouTube, and I forgot his name. And he does a lot. He basically takes videos of people in cars or in gun situations and talks about what they did right and what they did wrong. Oh yeah. And he, one of the last ones he did was talking about this guy lived in a cul-de-sac and his neighbor was, was causing him issues and his the neighbor's dog attached him. You can't run somebody over in the road. You can't. Yeah. If they're in the road and they're beating on your car, you can't run them over. There's not I get mean, away. If, if don't, you fear don't for assault. your life, you can get you can do your best to get out of the. Uh, uh, but it's illegal to run somebody over, and at that point, you go from victim to to yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, not victim. Uh, that's <laughs> attempted an offic- homicide. That's an official law word: victim or not victim. That's what it says in the courtroom. Are you the victim or the not victim? Yeah. Uh, welcome to different the defendant. Yeah, the defendant. So yeah, uh, it's. Uh, and there are some states that are that are changing some of their laws, um, but you know the, the, this is becoming a thing, especially here. People blocking freeways and thinking that this is you know, and they're doing it at night when people are driving. Yeah, I'm waiting speed. for a semi to plow through. Oh. And be like, um, I can't stop. That's gonna be yeah. Yeah, so, I, the, please don't do that. Please don't. stop blocking in cars. Just let people go. And that being said, if something's happening and people are blocking the road, find a different route. Yeah, go go. Less away. scratches on the hood of your car. Yeah, I just I'm like, you please know, don't hurt my car. Just, you know. <laughs> Some guy with a Pixel Three is gonna fall on your hood. He's gonna scratch your hood. That's true. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I support your cause, but get yeah. on the road. That's all yeah, I want. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we're sorry that happened. It's just never, mm-hmm. never a good situation. I feel yeah. bad for everybody involved. I mean, it was like, what do they call that? Mob mentality is a thing. I understand that as well. Like, I understand the psychology from both sides, but it's just a sad situation all around. There's no winner here. It's, anyway. We need to stop talking because my mind's going into the Nick side of things. And yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> on fun topic news, yes. it's uh, another Avance event, uh, February 7th. That's a Sunday, which is this will be over before the Super Bowl. So everybody don't, don't freak out about that. I don't, You'll be I able don't to think do we're both. allowed to say SB. I think it's the big game. I don't, isn't, aren't, don't, don't they sue people yeah, for saying SB? Probably. Like, it's the NFL. <laughs> there is a sports ball thing at 3.30. The event ends at 3. Passy uh, tackle thing. Yeah. Last time was super fun. I hope you saw the photos. I, one of the things I, I loved about seeing the photos from the event wasn't the cool. It was cool to see the mud thrown everywhere and the cars going through it. But if you get the really good shots, you see all the smiles. Mm-hmm. I, everybody's having so much fun. It didn't matter if you were driving a bone stock, anything, or a really, really built yeah. Jeep that changed color and we gave a prize to. That was impressive still. But that's the fun part of all this is you get to see people just having a great, great time with huge smiles on their faces if they're brand new and they've never done this before and they have no gear. It's still a fun time. Did you hear that Linnea said she's going to bring her Subaru out? She's going to drive the whole course. She <laughs> told me that. well for she, you. She told me that. <laughs> Don't, she's going to say differently right now, but she told me that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, bumpers come off. It's easy. Yeah, trust me. I got a new one. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Maybe I the mean, bike. I, I took. I took my my dad came out and joined us, and I took their Discovery Sport through there, and it did really well. Yeah. So it. I mean, it is a lot of fun. I'm. I think all the are the spots taken. I think there's a maybe one or two left. So by the yeah. time you hear this, it'll probably be sold out, like every event, off-road event. And like, and and I again, I've said it, if if you want to be a spectator, reach out to Adam because I don't know what the spectator rules are, especially now that the, the state's opening up a little bit. So I don't know if that's allowed or not. So yeah, but if yeah. if you can come with somebody that you know, a close friend that you've been yeah. socially distancing with and not spreading COVID with, then come along, sit in their car. Uh, we will have our heater again. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> I will. We will have both our cars there actually. Yep, I will have oh, a yeah. larger playlist. <laughs> Nothing wrong with your playlist. It was no, fine. it's just short. That's yes, all. short. Sure. But yeah, we will provide some entertainment, some prizes, mm-hmm. uh, and as anybody can attest to, last time we had really great prizes. That was fun. Yeah. So okay. hopefully we see you the seventh. If not, I think there's another one. The twenty something. There's two this month. Yeah, there's another one coming up. We'll yeah, announce on the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, just look, go to avance.com. Check out the events calendar if you're not an Avance member. Uh, it's I think it's still a hundred bucks, but the car care kit you get for joining is worth more than that. So yeah. I don't know why you're not a member. And then uh, the next Avance thing, and I think there's, I checked earlier today, there's still spaces, is they're doing uh, Avance tours of the new Griot's Garage uh, restoration yeah. area. And I checked, there's still spots, it's, it's one person per spot, but you don't want to miss that. Nope. So that is really cool. Very, very cool. They have yeah. some pretty amazing technology down there, too. So Griot's is getting into the restoration game. Yeah. And, of course, with the Griot's quality, you want everything to worry about there. I've already seen some of their products. Many of us have seen their cars. So any one of their cars is a shining example of why you should have them work on it. Um, yeah. One of them, we were watching them. Dan and I were down there. We watched them help them restore it. And then Nick took it outside the shop and then pr- started to do a burnout in it, in like in a video last week. So <laughs> um, they, they beat, they, they build them, they beat them. 
you they know, use them. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, there, I think uh, Nick was saying that him and Dax have corresponded on the Lincolns because have they? Yeah, because if you've ever seen Dax Shepard's Lincoln Continental, is one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen. Second only to the Knicks. The yeah. Knicks yeah. Continental at uh, Griot's is the coolest car I've ever seen. That's my favorite car they have in their entire collection, and that's saying a lot when you've got a Senna and a six seventy five sitting next to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, God, I need to get a classic when I get space. That's that's on my 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 short list. Is you know how I go? Th- we were laughing how I have no brand loyalty to cars. I just go through them when I get sick of them, and I like to try new stuff. Yeah, yeah we said brand loyalty. We didn't just say loyalty in general. Continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know loyalty to vehicles, uh-huh, uh-huh. but I think if I had a classic, that would be that would change my approach. Well, as somebody who owns a classic, keep buying modern. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It, there is something to it, and it's history, and 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 it's, it's it's I've always said it's always wonderful to be able to pop the hood of a classic car and be able to actually work on it. No, you can you can follow the lines. You can you know, even on my Subaru, I pop the hood and it's it's plastic. You know, I mean, not that it's over advanced, but yeah, I don't want that. I want a yeah. Cuda head with a Hemi swap out of, of a new Hemi. Everybody does. Yeah. Who doesn't? I want a Cuda. Really Did you bad. see that Ford I sent you today from TikTok? Did you watch that video? Which one? The video I sent you? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, yet. you got to watch that. Going 24-7. Oh, you're just so busy. This is the first day that I have been on a call less than seven hours straight in the last two weeks. Well, if there's a way to post this, it's a TikTok, but if there's a way I to can, post yeah, this. Yeah, I can save it. and yeah. you, we'll, we'll post it because it's the classic beater and they pop the hood and it's a brand new 5.0 with a, it's turbocharged. That way they told you, huh? Yes. <laughs> that's a hit and run quote, by yeah, the way. You seen hit and run, watch the they, movie. Is that what they told you? Yeah. <laughs> that works out well for him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Uh, we're back at the Mount Side Tavern tonight because it is their grand opening. Businesses have started to reopen and uh, we had to come out and say hi to David. This is his bar, of course, and he's a huge fan and a guest of the show. We love him as a friend and we love this bar. I love, should we, should we should write that country song. Yeah, I love I'd this make bar. a good song. Yeah. <laughs> it's my kind of place. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It fits. I'm just, I'm just, gonna, I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, so. so if you guys are a uh, car or motorcycle enthusiasts, check out the Mountside Tavern. They're back open. They actually have great food. As much it is a dive bar, they're going to serve it to you on a metal platter, so if you don't expect that, you're an idiot Yelp reviewer. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you go into a bar, especially on the first day when it opens, and they do everything they can to take care of you, and then you go home and write a one-star review... We'll find you. <laughs> What's the Tommy Boy quote? I know where you live and I've seen you sleep and your parents will scream when they see what I've done to you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know where they live. Uh, by the way, and I, I just want to say this, I watched White Tiger. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Wow. Great movie. Talk about a turn. Yeah. Okay, that's, we're, not a, we're not a movie, but uh, wow. We do occasional movie reviews. Jeez. Okay. Um, yeah. Wonder Woman 84 still sucked. Oh my God. Did it never? <laughs> I We're wanted, not going to let that I wanted, go. I but anyway, that, I wanted that to be good. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know, we, we, Dan and I, we tried to make up for the fact that, you know, our guest had to, to bail, but um, he will be on the show in two weeks, which yeah. is, and it's going to be a great show. Yep. So, and we'll be back at Drivers Club soon. You can come find us there if you're a member, of course. Yes. And uh, if not, come check us out. We'll come to the Mountside Pub pretty often, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about moving into this house. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get a rooftop tent and just park. That's a better idea. I know, way cheaper. Okay. There's a lot of bushes. We're good. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Some wipes from Costco, call it a day. Ooh. Well, they, have nice, <laughs> they have nice bathrooms. We're good. Okay. <laughs> they do. Well, for this episode <laughs> of RCS, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.